Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Colby Cast, your place for community and conversation about pop culture and storytelling. Well, this we- this past weekend, the world was treated to the tw- D23 Expo. So everything Disney, sort of like a Comic-Con for Disney or a Star Wars celebration for Disney and everything that Disney owns, which... Well, Luke, what does Disney own? Me. Congratulations. When did that happen? They own all of us. We just don't all know it. That's... Uh, okay, got it. Well, yes, Disney does own a lot of things, but they make a lot of good stuff, so we're happy about it. Anyway, so you know that we're being joined this week by Caleb and Luke. So Luke has already said hello in his own unique way. Hello, Caleb. D23 needs to start doing 23 and Me, where it's like, what character are you? Just partner them. Yes. I like it. I like that idea. Uh, so what character would you be genetically if D23 and me were, were a thing? I'm going to quote Rocket Raccoon. There's nobody like me but me. There ain't no thing like me but me. So what you're saying is that you're a raccoon? Trash panda. <laughs> they already have all of our information. Now you want to give them our DNA? What, have you never seen a sci-fi movie ever? I'm not saying 23 and me should just walk around having people spit in cups. They should just partner with them because D23, 23 and me, just have those tests, just have people walking around. I personally think it's an excellent idea. I would like to know genetically what Disney character I would be because Disney characters can be anything from the cartoons from the old days to Chewbacca. And I think I might be somewhat of a Wookiee. The bear from Brave. You're the bear from Brave? No, it's you. Oh, well, as long as you're not a bear from Brother Bear, because don't make me go into your history with that movie, Brother Bear. Yeah, I like that movie. There's, it was more than like that movie. That could be an, an episode in and of itself, but I digress. We are here to talk about some of the stuff that we learned from D23, the D23 Expo. Sorry, it's not D23, because D23 is the fan club. The Expo is the convention that... that basically celebrates all that stuff so there's way too much to talk about over the course of the three-day expo so we're going to zero in on two things that are definitely in our wheelhouse which is um lucasfilm and marvel but before we get to that did you guys see that there was a black adam trailer that dropped like thursday night did you guys see that yes i did luke did you see this did you watch the trailer I did not, but I feel like I've been watching Black Adam trailers for like 10 years now. It does feel like that. Um, I got to say, I watched it like Friday the next day, and I was sort of intrigued. It looks it looks like it could be sort of cool. What, what did you think about it, Caleb? I liked it. I'm hoping it'll be a good DC film. Yeah, me too. That's sort of where I'm at with it. But it did look intriguing. Uh, it was more... I guess more detailed than the previous um, than the previous uh, uh, trailers that we've seen. So, anyway, I just thought that was funny that they dropped that trailer like the night before D twenty three. So smart move, Warner Brothers and, and DC. Maybe uh, you're starting to get it. Uh, so let's go. Let's start with Lucasfilm. The Lucasfilm had uh, well, they had a, a showcase, a studio showcase Saturday morning, and they kicked it off with Lucasfilm. Uh, and of course, Lucasfilm went right to the money maker which is Star Wars. Uh, and I wanted to just run through real quick what we saw or what they talked about um, on the, in that panel. We got a new Andor trailer. 
which at this point, I don't need anything new Andor. I am hyped. I'm there. I'm ready. Give me Andor. I want to see it. But what was cool was we got to see a lot of Diego Luna, and he seems to really be like sold on this, and he's doing a great job selling it. So um, I know we talked about it in the last episode, but where are you guys at with Andor? Anything in this new trailer that uh, brought you uh, even more anticipation, or you guys are like with me, where let's just see this show? That's where I'm at. I just, I can see that this is more than just a show to more than just Diego Luna, and I'm ready to see it in, what is it, 12 episodes? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm excited for it, and I was thinking about it, and I don't know if there's going to be, other than Rogue One, another Star Wars project that has the same tone. And it, Rogue One did well, and if this does well, this could mean that there's more there will be more projects with that tone, and that's exciting. Yeah, the tone to me is what I'm keying in on too because it, it looks like a, a spy thriller uh, in, set in the Star Wars um, universe. And yeah, Rogue One wasn't necessarily a spy thriller, but the tone was still heavy and it was important. And Andor seems to be carrying this on. And I cannot, now, right now, I cannot think about Andor without thinking of the last day of celebration when we were walking out and we ran ran into or, or crossed paths with that family looking for the Andor um, uh, poster. And I was able to give one of our extra ones. Uh, actually, look at that. We have a, right there next to us uh, another Andor poster. So uh, that was just such a thrilling highlight for me for Andor. And I, I find myself thinking back to that family and how excited they were about the show and what they must be like right now uh, with the anticipation. It's just a couple weeks away. And uh, it just, you know, it just brings a smile to my face, that whole memory. Um, But we also got some more information about Tales of the Jedi. So Tales of the Jedi has not really been on the forefront of my mind. You know, we got a little bit of information about it from Celebration. But now we got a trailer. We know that it's going to be six episodes it's going to be a um, anthology style animation sh- animated shorts. So we watched the trailer, and I want to hear what you guys think about what you saw in that trailer and just Tales of the Jedi in general. I'm excited because it's around one of my favorite characters in Ahsoka, and I've always really enjoyed when Count Dooku's on the screen. And you always hear, yeah, he was a fallen Jedi, and he had history with Yoda, and mace and they're all in this trailer which i think is really really cool and it's all done like the similar similar animation to like the clone wars yeah so i that's that's my favorite um of all the star wars stuff but who doesn't want more jedi as a star wars fan because in like the original trilogy it's not all there you get to have an admiration for it but it's not as abundant in an actual on-screen action compared to the more recent stuff where the animation has done all of it and all this different stuff. And who doesn't want more history of a lot of people's favorite characters like like me? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm really excited to see more Dooku. And young Qui-Gon. That's, mm. That really caught me off guard. And it's an area that hasn't really been explored yet. So there's a lot of stories to be told. I'm really interested to see what this show is really like and what's in store for us because they're calling them animated shorts so are we talking about 10 minutes more less i I sort of want more because i'm a greedy star wars fan i want more than 10 minutes uh but 
I mean, just the things that they've teased us with in this trailer. We got young Yoda. He's got more hair, right? It looks to me like, and, and we even stopped and looked at it a couple times, right, Caleb, when, when the two of us were watching the trailer. But it looks very much to me like Ahsoka is standing in the crowd at, um, at uh, Padme's funeral. And are you kidding me? If that's if that's true, but at the same time, I'm wondering. Oh, first of all, if that's true, I think that that I think that's super cool and and something that could totally have happened. But I want to know one of the things that Disney Plus the description sort of it described it as a parable, like parable stories of Jedi. So maybe somebody out there knows. Maybe you guys know. I don't know. Let me know. Are these stories supposed to be canon, or are they sort of like in the visions? realm of things i don't know let me know if if uh somebody has a source of someone at lucasfilm telling me uh or telling us that that it's actually canon but i want them to be canon because it seems really cool so um also i believe it seems like all six episodes are going to drop on uh, october 26th so that's just not that's not far you know we don't have to wait too long to see uh more tales of the jedi this looks like a really cool concept uh, in the same realm of uh, Star Wars animation, we also found out that our boys and Omega, the Bad Batch, um, two episodes will be premiering on January 4th, 2023. Uh, and it'll have a total of 16 episodes. So I'm happy about that because previously they had mentioned fall and then we didn't hear anything about the Bad Batch. We've gotten one trailer. Uh, we got to see some footage when we were at Star Wars Celebration, which was which was an ex- more than just a trailer, which was really cool. Um, but now we get the whole we get the whole uh, release date um, on January fourth. So I'm excited about that. Uh, anything to say about the Bad Batch from you guys? I'm just ready for it. January is seems like it's a long ways away, but with as much as Disney and all of its like subcategories, if you will, are going to put out. It's just going to make the time go by real quick. It's true. It's true. And then there's also um, there's also uh, movies and stuff that's going to be coming. And yeah, and then the end of the year always seems to be uh, very fast paced for us. Anyway, Luke, anything on the Bad Batch? Star Wars animation doesn't miss. Never has. Never will. And it won't. I agree with you. Speaking of Star Wars animation, going to live action, uh, the next thing on the list is Ahsoka. Nothing really new or anything uh, as far as there was no footage uh, released. I don't know. I, I don't know if they showed any footage in the room, but they definitely didn't release a trailer or anything. Um, oh, and you know, to, we should probably have said none of us were at D23. We're here talking about it, but none of us were actually in the rooms or, or there. Uh, so yeah, so Ahsoka, um, a couple of things that I just thought were interesting were comments from John Favreau. Uh, the first one was he says that Ahsoka is going to have cool lightsaber battles, which I'm always down for lightsaber battles. The other thing he said was that this is Dave Filoni's magnum opus, which that's some pretty lofty words there. For Dave Filoni, this is a character that he created or helped co-create with George Lucas. It's always been his baby, right? And for him to have this opportunity to to have his hand on the wheel for this show... And then for Favreau to call it his magnum opus, I didn't need to be psyched more for this show, but I'm I'm ready for it. They haven't given us any uh, indication when it's going to come out, though. They just said 2023, at least uh, from what I can see. So uh, any takeaways from Ahsoka from you guys? Nope. Ready to go. The more stories we can get with her, the better. And 
I don't, I don't know if they're going to... Have they said anything about it only being one season? No, uh, not that I've seen. They haven't referred to it uh, at all, I think, as far as um, uh, go ongoing with multiple seasons or not. One of the funny things that happened just before, I think it was Friday night, somebody started... I, th- I think it was some legit uh, reporting, like you know, like a Hollywood Reporter. Maybe it was somebody reported that they had cast an actor for Ezra, and you know, I, when I see that, I always take it with a grain of salt until it's officially confirmed by Lucasfilm or if it's Marvel by Marvel, so on, so on and so forth. Uh, even if it's being reported in legitimate news organizations, I always still just like I just wait until it's reported by. Uh, the studio. Uh, and so, but the thing in my brain was, okay, if they're reporting this on Friday night, then maybe we're going to get casting announcements at D23. Well, guess what? We didn't, <laughs> they didn't officially announce any other cast um, for Ahsoka that they haven't already, uh, already done. So uh, that that's Ahsoka. Uh, not, not much to say, but just, yeah, like you said, Caleb, bring it on. I can't, I, I, I can't wait for it. Another thing that they uh, brought up but didn't say much on was Skeleton Crew, which they announced at Celebration. That's with Jude Law, and it's going to be more of a kids-oriented, live-action, almost like a Spielberg-esque type of movie, Um, but it's a TV series. Uh, But one of the things I like, the fact that they actually brought it up, was because sometimes they announce things and you don't hear anything. You wonder, did it go away? Did it get canceled? But no, this has actually started filming. Jude Law was there, and he was he was just very gracious um, and very grateful uh, about being uh, in the Star Wars universe. So, Skeleton Crew is filming and is is uh, around the is going to be out there somewhere. The last thing for Star Wars was a trailer for Mando season three. They brought out a bunch of people out there. They they talked about um, how grateful they are, how much this season's going to do, and 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 that going on. Uh, then they showed a trailer, which they did release to the, uh, to the public. Um, they didn't give us a release date or anything. They did say 2023. And if there is a previous release date out there, I, I didn't see it. Uh, I thought they may have mentioned it at celebration, but I don't know if it's official. Uh, one thing that is official though, is that in the trailer, Babu Frick, we get a full on shot of Babu Frick. So he's going to be making an appearance somehow in Mando season three. What did you guys think about this Mando trailer? And uh, was there anything that stood out to you about season three? I've said it before. I'll say it again. The Mandalorian is my favorite Star Wars project, show, movie, anything. It's my favorite. And it looks amazing. I'm I'm so excited for it because he's like, he's on a mission now. This is a man on a mission. And we saw that a little bit. We saw it when he was trying to get Grogu back, and he's you know he's always trying to help him, and but now he's fighting for his honor. He doesn't have to worry about you know getting Grogu back or anything. He's got him. I'm really excited to see him surrounded by other Mandalorians. And when was the last time we saw Mandalore? I think it was in the Clone Wars, probably in the Siege of Mandalore. Um, in Siege of, Siege of yeah. Mandalore, yeah. I mean, there was some of it in Rebels, but then Clone War seasons, Clone Wars season seven came out after Rebels, right? Uh, so yeah, that would have been the last time we saw it on screen. As far as the chronology or of, uh, of Star Wars, it would have been Rebels, but 
in live action, the only time we've ever seen Mandalore is that quick glimpse of it uh, during the Mando season, the Mando episodes of of Book of Boba Fett. Uh, So, yeah, we're going to, it looks like we're going to get a lot more of it. Caleb, what did you think? I think it was cool that, like, everybody outside of the Star Wars actual universe has always said, like, Grogu's, like, uh, Mando's child. That's just been the thing. But in the trailer, they say, like, you are a clan of two. Mm Mm-hmm. You and your son. You're his father figure. And they just keep throwing it out there. So now it just sort of seems like Luke said he's a man on a mission, but he's a man on a mission for his family. So you add those two things together. There's nothing was stopping him in the first place. And just add those two ad- added aspects. He's he, he's going to be a different... I think he's going to be a different kind of breed compared to what we've seen. I don't think he's going to take slack from anybody. And... uh just to see like the the other Mandalorians coming out of the sky with their jetpacks and stuff, it made me very very excited to see what the the entire season has in store. Because not one, in my opinion, not one of the episodes in the past two seasons of just the Mandalorian have missed. They've all been like, um, not necessarily to the point where you are on a cliffhanger at at the end of every episode, but it still leaves you wanting more and more and more. And that's why they keep giving us more. Yeah, that scene with with the Mandalorians jumping out or falling, being released from that ship and just dropping down, igniting their jetpacks above some kind of a city. It looks so sick. Uh, a, a couple things that stood out to me of the on that trailer is that Grief Karga, hey, wardrobe upgrade, huh? That guy's walking around in some regal robes. I want to know why. Uh, I love that character. Carl Weathers is an excellent actor. Uh, and he even directed an episode from uh, season two, so I wonder if he's directing any for this season. I hope so, because that season, that that episode he re- he directed was really good. Um, yeah, go ahead. Another thing I just thought of is Moff Gideon isn't going anywhere. Yeah. He still wants his dark saber back. He yeah. still wants everything that he's wanted in the past. So he's just another guy who's gonna put his dukes up against Mando and yeah. and now Grogu too. So I'm excited to also see Grogu in more like actual action scenes instead of just using the force and just doing stuff like that. I want to see him use a little lightsaber or something along those lines because I I would pay money to see that. Well, we are paying money and we will see it. So (laughs) Um, I I think that it's going to be really interesting interesting to see because it looks like this season is going to start paying off a lot of the seeds that are being that have been planted uh, even in season two. Season two did a lot to expand where stories are going to go in the Mando verse. And it looks like it's going to, it's going to start paying off or at least it's going to start deepening here. We see Bo-Katan sitting on what looks like a throne in Mandalorian. That, that stuff looks like a Mandalorian um, uh, palace or, or a throne room of some sort that we've seen from Clone Wars. Uh, so I'm so excited for that. Um yeah, so I mean that's Mando. I, I I wish that I knew exactly when it was going to come out because I would do like this internal um, countdown clock in my in my brain. So that's Star Wars, but we're not quite done with Lucasfilm. I wanted to ask you guys about uh, Indiana Jones Five, which we didn't get a title. They showed footage in the room, but they didn't release it. And apparently, the buzz was that it was looked great. Harrison Ford was there. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who plays Helena in that in this um, uh, movie, we don't know who Helena is, but that's her character name. Uh, she, she was there, so they, you know, it was 
Harrison Ford had a nice, I, I got to see a little bit, of, a few clips of video. Uh, he got emotional talking about it. Harrison Ford is not an emotional person, at least in public. I don't know him. Uh, I know somebody that met him. Yeah, uh, I do. But um, it's Dan from Coffee with Kenobi. He got to meet him. So that's just sort of a fun fun nod. But uh, I don't know if he's an emotional person. He just always has a gruff exterior. Uh but he actually got emotional in what he talked about, so it must mean a lot to him. He did confirm that this is going to be the last time he plays Indy, uh, and they did mention that Spielberg, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas were actually involved in in some kind of capacity uh, with this movie. Uh, and back to Harrison Ford, he he said that it's, quote, fantastic. So where are you guys at with Indiana Jones? I know that they that the movie's or the franchise had sort of run its course before, well before you guys were uh, were born, but the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull did come out, and I remember vividly watching that with you guys. Where are you guys at with Indiana Jones, and where are you at with this upcoming movie? I like Indiana Jones. I think they're fun movies, but I don't know. It's been a while, so I think they're going to have to do a good job promoting it to get more people interested because the last one was good. The last one was Kingdom of the Crystal School. Yeah. Yeah, I I enjoyed it, but I don't know if it's, like, a lot of people's favorite movie and that they're going to be itching to go back, but I think if they promote it right, it'll do well, and I'm, I'm excited to see it. That's an interesting point, because um, I think that the people that love Indiana Jones are super hyped for this. They're ready. They want it. I feel like I'm in that boat, because I don't need to see any any marketing to be ready. I mean, this is going to be coming out, I believe it's June 30th, 2023. And this is another one where I'm like, when can I buy the tickets? But I think you bring up a good point, Luke, because there's an entire generation of people, young people, your guys' age and similar to your age and uh, younger especially, that they're going to look at Indiana Jones and not really – they don't have that connection. So, yeah, that's a good point. They are going to have to market it correctly uh, and – one thing that I'm interested in knowing is how are they going to solve the the Shia LaBeouf uh, thing? You know, he's Indy's son established in the fourth movie, Mutt, right? So I'd, I, I want to know if they're even going to pay any attention to that or if they're just going to tell a whole new unrelated story and just not, you know, bother with it. So I think they're going to bank on people having short memories and sort of like touch at it and then move on to, like you said, a completely different story. I wouldn't be surprised to see like a another secret um significant other come out of the woodwork or another like I don't know, relative of some sort to yeah. sort of carry some of the weight because Harrison Ford himself is up there in age. Yeah. Um but he is Indiana Jones. It's going to be his movie and ultimately I think they are very much past the point of trying to shift Indiana Jones to Shia LaBeouf. Um, and have him carry the franchise further. And I think this might be a nice little um, bow on top of the gifts of the previous four and sort of just call it on the Indiana Jones, not to say on the franchise, but maybe they'll shift it. Yeah, the character definitely, while they could do other things because who doesn't love treasure hunting movies? Who doesn't love Harrison Ford re-upping that role because he's so good at it? Sometimes I see Harrison Ford and I think of... Um, Indiana Jones before I think of Han Solo. Sure. And both of them are iconic roles. But I'm excited to see it because I love Harrison Ford so much um, and just because the other movies have been released in different decades and all have been very, very good. So who's to say that they can't just 
absolutely blow the roof off the place with the new technology that's out and stuff in um, all of this. And just hopefully all the snakes that are in the movie are CGI. <laughs> yeah, uh, lo- lots of good points. And the the thing that I'll I'll just speak to and add on to is the thought of where does it go from here, right? Like the... He said, Harrison Ford said that this is his final time playing Indiana Jones, but are they going to use this movie as a launch pad to change the franchise direction and launch it into a new direction? Maybe with Phoebe Waller-Bridge, maybe with another character that they haven't brought up. Who knows what they could do? And I, the the franchise that I actually thought of is uh, was Creed, right? Creed did a magnificent job sort of bringing the Rocky franchise back to life and they're, they're as much as, I mean, Rocky was in Creed 1 and 2, but he was a supporting character. It was Creed's story. It's Creed's movie. So um, is it something like that where we're going to see... Uh, I mean, I just think that, to your point also, Caleb, these adventure type of movies are so much fun. Uh, Mom and I just recently watched Uncharted on Netflix uh, last weekend. And I found it very entertaining. It was fun. I mean, it's a video game movie, so it's not, you know, it's not deep. It's not, um, you know, it's not, I I don't know that, I don't know what cinema is, but I've heard the term used. I don't believe it's cinema, but it was a fun, adventurous, entertaining movie. And it was about treasure hunting and finding things and all that. Um, So I, I, it's one of the reasons why I enjoy the Indiana Jones movies in the first place is because that's the whole point of it is these adventure and, uh, finding things and, and that kind of stuff. It's fun. Um, so what I like to see more in that type of world in an Indiana Jones world, I would, but uh, it won't be with Indiana Jones sounds like from, from what we know. Uh, but if they're going to introduce a new character, that's going to take it in that direction, I'd be down for it. I, I definitely would be. Uh, but I'm I'm excited for this one too. I I, I want to see it. All right. Well, that is that's going to do it for Lucasfilm. Um, they did also bring. Up, I'm going to bring up Willow just because I I was really impressed with the trailer. Uh, I know this really wasn't on your guys' radar because this movie came out a long time ago, and I think we've only watched it once as a family. And um, I it's it's very charming. It's a lovely movie. But I got to tell you, I was super impressed with the trailer. This series, which I believe is going to start on November 30th. It looks epic. It looks, and it's got some really good stars. And I just was super impressed uh, with the Willow trailer. So uh, that's sort of a a prologue or an epilogue to our Lucasfilm discussion. Moving on to Marvel and boy, oh boy, I don't even know how we're going to tackle all the Marvel stuff. Marvel just always comes in and they seem to just blow the lid off or the roof off of these these halls that they come in, they drop all this information. Um, we'll start with Black Panther. We're not going to focus too much on the stuff that we already knew from Comic Con. If there wasn't some new footage that was released to the public, you know, we're just going to we'll bring it up. But we we don't necessarily have much to say. I think I, I don't know that a lot of new things was was um, brought up about Black Panther, except some of the. Uh, quotes from some of the people that were out on stage. They, of course, talked about Chadwick Boseman and that he was present through the whole thing, that they just honored him through the the whole uh, um, filming of the movie. Uh, And Kevin Feige actually said that this is the biggest, quote, thing Marvel has ever done. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that means. 
Um, yeah, so Black Panther, it's going to be dropping on um, uh, Veterans Day, actually, on November 11th, uh, 2022. I'm as excited now as I was before. Anything you guys like to say about Black Panther before we, we move on to the next thing? It's very important for Marvel that this movie does well, in my opinion. If you're going to say something like that, like this is the biggest thing Marvel's ever done, when you've had Infinity War and Endgame, you're setting the bar real high. So I don't know. That's that's bold. It's a good point. I also think he means it outside of just the actual on-screen stuff, just because of the cultural background for the original Black Panther movie sure. and how loved it was by so many. I think it he he also means it in that regard because. When you go like the 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 Coco film, you want to make sure you're doing it justice. Yeah. Same thing here. You want to make sure you're doing justice for the Black Panther, and not only for the culture, but for the for for Chadwick Boseman, yeah. who was uh, yeah not only his legacy, but he trailblazed a lot of stuff outside of the films and stuff. Yeah. So this was his movie, and because unfortunately he has passed, I think they mean by. The biggest thing is hopefully for me that there's a very beautiful or or impactful tribute to him and the impact that he had. Yeah, I I think that that statement to me means that he believes in this movie. And that's a very good sign, right? If 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 you're a little if a filmmaker or a studio is a little bit nervous about a movie or the product that they have, they're not going to have they're not going to say things like that. Right. Because. You know, they'll say other things. They're just not going to say things that Luke, like to your point, raises the bar, right? So for him to say that tells me that he believes in it. I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing it. So it's only, it's, you know, just a, a couple months away now. Um, they, uh, they talked about Ironheart. It looks like that's going to be coming out in uh, late 2023. Uh, we talked a little bit about that in Comic-Con. So unless you guys have something to add to Ironheart, we'll... No? Okay. Uh, Ant-Man 3, that's going to be coming out February 17th of 2023. Um, Yeah, we found out that Kang is going to be a big deal in this movie, uh, that apparently uh, he's going to be forcing Scott Lang to do a subtype of a heist in the quantum realm. So that... (laughs) I mean, we all love Ant-Man, right? And and the Wasp and Paul Rudd and, and the whole tone of these. So... Uh, I'm excited for Ant-Man. You guys looking forward to it? I have a question. When does Loki come out, season two, versus Ant-Man's third film? They are just now filming Loki. They're in the middle of filming it, I believe, and they haven't given us a release date. So if they're now filming it, I would say it's like at least a year away still. So it's not going to be um, anywhere around Ant-Man 2 or 3. I, I, I am even more intrigued. Just because I like Paul Rudd a lot, and then when they brought him into the MCU, I was like, "Oh, great! He's he can play a serious role, and you can see his history of different films where he has a serious role." But Ant Man isn't a serious character. He's a good superhero, and he has a good group around him. That without them, he wouldn't. He would literally just be a criminal on house arrest still. Um, but to see the, a sort of like more significant piece of like like moving the dial for the MCU in this film makes me think it's going to be pretty intense and uh I'm curious to see 
how it is orchestrated through the films, if other films set it up going into it, or if it's just going to stand alone? Uh, I don't think it's going to stand alone because they actually brought up the fact that this is going to tie directly to Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. Uh, so, yeah, it's going, uh, like you said, it's going to move that needle for the MCU and not just be a standalone kind of adventure. It's going to have some ramifications, it looks like. Um, there's so much Marvel stuff <laughs> to get to. And I want to, I want, I, there's one that I really got my eye on that I want to get to, uh, but it's actually the last thing on my list. So let's go sort of quickly through the next few. Werewolf by Night. You guys watched the trailer. What do you have? You have anything to say about Werewolf by Night? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I, I don't know if it's satire or if it's actually supposed to be, you know, scary or somewhat horror or whatever. I don't know. I don't get it. I feel the same way. The best way I could put it is just like the the eyebrow raised emoji. <laughs> so maybe we should just tweet that out. But I don't know. If it's Marvel, I don't think it's going to be bad. But like you said, I couldn't put it better. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, a couple of interesting things about it is that Disney Plus has it listed as TV 14. So it's not going to be that scary, right? You're not going to make that rated TV 14 if it's going to be super scary. The other thing is that they have it listed as a comedy. So the trailer does not reflect... Um, I mean, there's some sort of funny parts to it, but the trailer sort of is going for something else, I thought. So if it's a TV-14 comedy, then yeah, it's it's going to be weird and wacky, I think. In that case, it makes me think of like the Addams Family, and if it's going to be their play on it, I think it's going to be really cool. Oh, but yeah. really, who, who knows? Yeah, it's true. It's intriguing, I'll say that. Um, one thing that I also found very intriguing was a Secret Invasion trailer. We didn't get a release date or anything like that. It's going to be 2023 when Secret Invasion comes out. It's a Disney Plus series, so it's not a movie. And that trailer felt like a movie, right? We've got Maria Hill talking to um, Nick Fury. Uh, Nick Fury is getting off a spaceship. He's He's got, you know, he shaves his beard, right? He seems like he's been out of it for a long time. Uh, but that, I thought, was a, an extremely intriguing and effective trailer. I'm really excited now for this one. Yeah, me too. It does really seem like a movie. And who doesn't love when uh, Nick Fury's talking to Robin Sparkles? So it's always a great thing to see. It's going to be awesome. Looks like it. I talked to my boy Taika. He let me know some inside information. But it's, it looks so good. And Nick Fury is such a cool character. And he's been a side character for so long, and I'm excited to see him get some screen time. Not only has he been like a major side character, but he's just been MIA for some time. Yeah. And sure. what what are the the green shape shifting people? Scrolls. Scrolls. They're gonna be a huge thing in this. Yep. So I'm curious to know what like mind blender we're gonna be put in like for all of this because just in the the one scene of the 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 trailer, one of the characters turns into all of them yeah. and then everybody in the room is now surrounding him. Yeah. So yeah. have they infiltrated different versions of like what shield has turned into? What are they turning into for like, I want to know what the grand scheme of all this is. And it's definitely going to start like raising some questions. Um, one of the things that they showed was Rhodey, Don Cheadle uh, in the beginning part of the, of the trailer. And they did confirm in D 23 that, um, this series will lead into another series that they had previously announced but really hadn't said anything about, but that they reconfirmed that it is happening, called Armor Wars. And Armor Wars is going to focus around Rhodey and, like, Iron Man tech. 
Uh, at least Rhodey's, you know, he was the Iron Patriot. Is that what his name was? was it? Yeah, Iron Patriot. Um, but that doesn't start filming until next year even. Or, no, no, no I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so it starts filming next year. So I would imagine it's not coming until, like, 2024. So that's, a, I would imagine, a Phase 6 property, I guess, Iron Armor Wars. I'm also curious to see what the scrolls have to do with it because you got to see in, like, She-Hulk how quickly and how easily the shapeshifter could just morph yeah. into whoever she wanted to be. Mm-hmm. So I want to know how that's going to play into, like, Armor Wars and Secret Invasion and all of that because if they can just do it at the snap of a finger, it's going to really... For me, I'm a skeptic at heart, so if we're going to get that, everything else that follows, I'm going to be like, is that really who they say they are? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point because those kinds of things, they could have already been doing things in things that we've seen and we don't know that they're scrolls. So this is going to be, uh, uh, like you said, it's going to be trippy. Um, so after Armor Wars, they talked about Loki Season 2. The really only big takeaway there, it's a pretty cool takeaway though, is that short round from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, um, he is going to play a TVA agent or a TVA employee. Um, and one of the funny things is when he came out on stage, he said, uh, I wrote it down. He goes, wait, this isn't the panel for Indiana Jones. <laughs> Cause it was after the fact. So, uh, that's cool. Uh, I, th- I, uh, am looking forward to seeing more Loki season two. I don't, I didn't see much else. Uh, anybody did Luke, I know L- Loki's high on your radar. You didn't see anything come out that snagged your attention. Cool. So we'll move on then to Echo. Uh, one of the, they talked about Echo. Of course, the um, the character was introduced in Hawkeye, and last thing we see with Echo is that she shoots Daredevil seemingly in the face. I'm sorry, not Daredevil, <laughs> uh, Kingpin uh, in the face. Uh, but we never see him actually die. But he is confirmed that Kingpin will be back in the Echo series and that he'll be wearing an eye patch. So clearly, uh, this is something that actually happened in the comics. So they're drawing their inspiration from that comic book uh, line. Um, anything on Echo you guys have? I want to like it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go into it with an open mind. But who asked for Echo? I mean, is there like really an audience for it? Do you, I mean, are people really going to like go out of their way to watch it? Because... They're bringing in a character from a show that not a lot of people talked about. And it's not like she was a huge part of the show either, right? I mean, she played a part, but she wasn't like a super pivotal part, I guess. Uh, It's it's a good point, and it is definitely one of the... I, I would imagine one of the smaller characters, at least in the MCU. But from what I understand, there's a pretty rich storyline with Echo in the comics, and it has to do with Kingpin. So if they're going to draw their inspiration or sort of reimagine those stories that I've read about with Echo and Kingpin, I think that it's going to be an interesting uh, an interesting take, especially because they've confirmed that Kingpin uh, is going to be in it. So it's clearly going to have some some kind drawing some kind of parallels from it. I'm all for Echo as a show because they're going to, I think they're going to use it as a, an avenue to bring in Kingpin. And when that's obviously tied to Hell's Kitchen and Daredevil, all that stuff. Um, and then that's just going to snowball into other things. But I think Echo is a unique character because of her, she's, she's signing everything. She's like, she's deaf, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So because of that, I think she's also unique in that way. Um, and who knows what we're going to learn about her. And I'm all about learning about big characters, small characters, everything in between. So, 
Yeah, I'm intrigued. Um, I, I think it's um, I did, they didn't give. I don't know if there's any filming information or a release date, so we'll see where it falls and how long we have to wait. But um, yeah, I I'm here for it. But you know, we're all here for Marvel stuff anyway, right? So uh, then after that, they went into Daredevil. Uh, of course, they talked a bit about Daredevil at Comic Con, but a couple things that they brought up this past weekend was that it films next year. So all also probably releasing, I would imagine, in 2024. There are going to be 18 episodes. Um, and Charlie Cox actually had quite a few interviews this weekend, and he mentioned specifically uh, that this is not season four of the Netflix series, that this is a new thing, and it is not a continuation of, of that series. He also mentioned that he believes that Daredevil is critical to the Avengers. So it'll be interesting to see what Daredevil's um, future holds in, uh, in the MCU going forward. All right, so the last two items on our list here to talk about actually connect to each other. And that's Captain America, new world order and Thunderbolts. Um, so with Captain America, new world order, a couple of things that they, they brought up, they, we don't have a release date. I, I think maybe we have a release date from, from comic con. I, I don't know if I, if that's, if it's out there or not, but I didn't write it down, but it, we do know that it's going to lead right into Thunderbolts, which closes out phase five. So we're now getting to the end of phase five here with the with this subject. But the villain is going to be a character called the leader. And the leader was um, actually from the Incredible Hulk movie. And I don't know anything about him. All I know is he's going to be the main villain. And he has a really large head. He looks like Megamind, but he looks green. Uh, but he's green. So And he was established in the Incredible Hulk. So I think it's interesting how things keep tying back into that movie. Uh, Danny Ramirez is going to return as the Falcon. He was from, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier and, uh, Carl Lumley is going to return as Isaiah Bradley. So it's going to be interesting because clearly, uh, Isaiah Bradley's story is going to be referenced at least in some way, shape or form in the movie, which I think I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about because I thought that was one of the most compelling parts about Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, so it also got a new logo with some cool Falcon wings on the side of where it says Captain America. So you guys have thoughts on uh, on this movie? I've always loved the Captain America films. I like that they've transitioned uh, to a new Captain uh, uh, America and stuff. And I'm I'm ready to see him on a screen that isn't just passing the baton, you know? Sure, so sure, that's true. You got to see it in, in the show and stuff, but he was also still having the internal struggle, sort of imposter syndrome. So I'm hoping by the time the movie rolls around, it's nothing like that. He has his his feet set and he's ready to go and make sure that it's all um, doing doing Steve Rogers some some honor. That's a good point because the story has been told, right? He's already gotten past the needing to accept um, the the role and the shield and the mantle. So that's not something that would really be that wouldn't be useful to have to to go back into it, right? because we've already seen that all happen. So, yeah, the, I'm looking for I've always loved the Captain America movies, too. I'm a big fan of Sam Wilson. Anthony Mackie is fantastic. He's hilarious, and uh, he's, he's an excellent Sam Wilson. So I'm looking forward to seeing that character's growth and moving on. Uh, Luke, anything on, uh, on Cap? I'm for it. I'm with it. Yeah. More new stories, and you know, it seems to be a more serious tone, so that's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, and so the last thing on uh, on the Marvel slate, and really the last thing that we have for, for our episode here, is the Thunderbolts. And I got to say, of all, I mean, I'm excited for a lot of these things, so I'm not going to say I'm most excited for Thunderbolts, but after seeing the lineup 
that they put out there and the and the um the what's it called the uh, the art the uh, concept art uh, for these characters that are going to be in it and it's confirmed that this is going to be the Thunderbolt team. I'm really excited for this movie. Whereas before, I was just like, "Oh, okay, well, what's what?" So this is going to be Marvel's Suicide Squad, right? But now I don't look at it this way because we we're, we're going to have uh, Taskmaster, which I'm I was surprisingly excited to see that character in, um, included. I think that was a cool part of uh, of Black Widow, U.S. Agent Bucky, Yelena, uh, Red Guardian, Ghost, and Valentina. So Valentina is obviously the one that's bringing them all together, right? She's already recruiting. Uh, and this, to me, I have two thoughts on this movie. Number one, more Yelena and Red Guardian, please, in everything. I love him. I love Red Guardian. He makes me crack up. And David Harbour is fantastic. So I like, I like the fact that he's gonna, we're going to see more of that character. Um, and the second thing is, well, also another thing is they need to explain Ghost because Ghost um, apparently was cured of her issue in, in Anim- Ant-Man 2, the mom. That was the whole point. Like, the mom was able to fix Ghost. So uh, what version are we going to get of that? Um, and, yeah, so at, at any rate, uh, I'm excited about this movie way more than I thought I was going to be. And the last thing I have for it is this is the movie that seems like it's going to be paying off all of Phase 4. Because so many of these characters had to do with Phase 4 properties. This movie closes out Phase 5. So it looks like this is going to be the movie that pays off a lot of the stuff that we've been watching for the past year or two years. So I'm, I was surprisingly excited for it when it came out. So how about you guys? What do you guys think about the Thunderbolts information we got this weekend? I think it's going to be really cool. I'm just hoping this isn't like the Suicide Squad, where it's just a bunch of bad guys mm. doing good. They all have good aspects to them, and I really hope uh, Bucky is a good leader and doesn't see all like the maybe flaws in other people. He's like, eh, I'm not around the Avengers anymore. I can do whatever I want again. <laughs> I'll wait till the trailer comes out to make an assessment, because it seems like a pretty cool cast, but we have no idea what the tone's going to be like, and there's a very mixed bag. That's a good point. So, what is this going to be? Uh, is it going to be an action movie? Is it going to be um, a comedy? Is it going to be lighthearted? Is it going to be more serious? Yeah, that's a good point. So, tone. Uh, we don't. I mean, I'm. I don't think we're anywhere close to seeing any type of a trailer. You know, if this is closing out phase five, we're just now finishing up with phase four. So, we got a lot. Uh, the other thing on my mind is: Are we going to get any of these characters in any stories between now and then? more than like a post-credit wink and nod. Are we, are they going to show up in any other shows or movies so that we can get a little bit of development to see like what's been going on with them since, um, you know, we don't need a property around them. We're clearly not going to get that, but are they going to show up in a supporting role in something else? You know, uh, will, uh, will they show up somewhere else? So, uh, it'll be interesting to see, but I'm, I'm excited. I think that it looks like it's got the potential to be a lot of fun. Well, I think that's going to do it, um, you know, if, as if that isn't enough. And we really only talked about three hours of D23 of the weekend. We didn't talk about any of the stuff that they talked about Friday night. Disney, Pixar, Disney Animation, 
they went crazy with announcing stuff on Friday night. Um, so maybe we'll touch on that in a future episode. But this was uh, this is our wheelhouse right here with Lucasfilm, Star Wars, Marvel, uh, and that kind of stuff. Um, so hopefully um, all this stuff will sort of stick because sometimes there's always shifting around of release dates and changes. Um, we'll see if, if that's the case. But boy, I tell you, it looks like we, we're going to have a lot of stuff to be watching here in the next uh, few years. And um, I'm glad. I'm happy about that. Uh, any final thoughts from you guys? All right. Well, that's going to do it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for the support. Uh, and let us know what you thought about D23 Tweet, Instagram. Uh, and as always, thank you so much for listening to The Colby Cast. You can find The Colby Cast on Twitter and Instagram at The Colby Cast. If you're wordy, like me, you can send an email to thecolbycast at gmail.com. Please subscribe to the show and leave a review on your favorite podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is not endorsed by anyone or anything for that matter. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Colby Cast, unless otherwise indicated. That'll do, Donkey. That'll do.